Welcome back to the podcast that rock, the weekly podcast that talks about rock, metal, news, current events, and everything in between and all our related subgenres. With me today is a very special guest. Many of you have seen her in some of my Regretting the Past videos. I again apologize for that, Gretchen. With me is Go Gretchen. You can check out her YouTube channel in the YouTube card. And if you're on GetRock.net, you can see her channel. Who is, uh, she is an aficionado on tattoo and piercing culture. She has how-tos, tutorials, instructions, care, different variety things, and may, much, much more on her channel. Say hello, Gretchen. Well, hello. That was a much better intro than I would have given myself. <laughs> I told you I could. I'm able to actually describe things. Oh, I appreciate that. You're welcome. See, I did something good. <laughs> so uh, this week has been an interesting one with a lot of news updates as opposed to the surge of new albums that's going to come out next week. However, the top thing that most people are going to be talking about um, starting today and especially this past few days was that no longer is Taylor Swift the queen of Billboard's top 200 album charts. Poor Taylor. Poor Taylor. Poor she Taylor. Just, she just can't catch a break, can she? I know. Poor thing. I mean, she was only up there for like, what, a week? Two? Something like that? It was one solid. I think was it was one, one solid. It was one or two. I think at least one. So her album came out and then Tool's oh. album came out and that's the end of it. Oh, poor thing. And it's, it, it'll be interesting to see if Tool keeps it for a continuous week, a second week, you know? Probably because, will. Because Tool announced they're going to sell, they're actually going to release more of their special edition CD cases with the video card and everything with <laughs> that too. So that actually is possible. However, Tool has the number one album, the number one selling album in the United States and many other countries around the world. And this is the first rock album to do this in quite a while. And the fact that they beat out Taylor Swift a week after yeah. her highly promoted album came out is not a small feat, even for Tool. Well, yeah. And, and it's like you said, the first rock album, like it's always pop or, or whatever is popular at the time at the top. Right. So that's so impressive. Exactly. I think it's so crazy to see that too, because when you look at some of the albums that are top 200 also, they always go to big names. I mean, you see Taylor Swift, you see Lana Del Rey, you'll see pop, country, you'll see the rap artists. I'm really struggling to think which was the last rock album besides Slipknot, which is a very mm -hmm. extreme form of metal, that you could actually say, because Slipknot got it number one, and then right. they fell off the week after, then uh, Taylor picked it up, and then Tool. So there's been a lot of like alternating on the number one spot of the Billboard's 200, and that's intense. And also to say August 2019 had two albums of the rock and metal world actually reach number one. Wow. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm so impressed. I mean, I think I'm just floored by the fact that it's Taylor Swift. Right. I mean, I know it's Tool, but it's Taylor Swift who is always at the top. And I agree. Stays there. I mean, the army of Swifties that pre-ordered and... Mm -hmm. spammed um the alerts to stream taylor's new music was insane just like trying to get the word out to have her get to number one. Oh yeah and, and to meet others out and stuff like that and to see like people on on twitter or something like because lana del rey had hers come out too and to see yep, the two yep. kind of fan base groups go back and forth and then mm -hmm. all of a sudden tools like so hi guys remember <laughs> us we're just gonna breeze on past you guys no big yeah. We finally got that album you've been waiting for for roughly 13 years. Sorry it took so long. Here you go. 
Which is and probably then, the uh, the um, average age of a Taylor Swift fan. So uh, <laughs> I say no, that's not true. But no, when you whatever. go on social media, their most vocal supporters, their diehard army of Swifty fan base, they are all teenagers, young teenagers, very irate right now that a dad band is number one. A dad band. It is a dad band. Let's be honest. I love Tool. They are a dad band now. <laughs> You've heard of dad jokes? Now look at the dad bands. No, no dad jokes. There's no dad jokes in Tool. There could be. <laughs> actually, um, <laughs> Taylor, or Taylor, uh, Maynard James Cunard actually might be into that, but I doubt yes. it. We, um, Gretchen and I went to Welcome to Rockville earlier this year, and Tool closed out the third night. After the first song, Ta- Maynard James Keenan goes, thank you, and good night. And See, that's it. He's got yeah. jokes. Yeah, no, he does. Bad jokes, but... No, Maynard is a troll. Like, he will have fun at people's expense and, like, laugh at things, too. So he's not Mr. Serious at all. Mm. Um, like, Tool's also grown over the years, even the years of silence. They've matured, mm-hmm. and you look at them now. I mean, this new album, for those not aware, is a beast, and it's very, very different than anything Taylor Swift has ever done. <laughs> that's an understatement right also by the way i would like to point this out taylor has been completely silent about this and not tried to stir the pot on anything and that's awesome i was gonna say she's usually pretty good about that yeah. it's not like when taylor swift went after Katy perry and they were going through their back and forth well they're friends now yeah well uh, they weren't <laughs> that's the point and mm. It's not like Taylor Swift going after Katy Perry, where Taylor Swift, let's be honest, is leaps and bounds more talented than Katy Perry. Dang, shots fired. What shot? <laughs> Poor Katy. Uh-huh. Sorry, you have Taylor Swift. Uh, okay, the reason I have some bias against Katy Perry, um, you know she had like a documentary movie about her that was released? Yeah. In theaters. Okay, one of the clips- Wait, it was in theaters? Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. One of the big quotes on the trailer about describing Katie, every song Katie writes has personal meaning to her. It's from her heart. It's always something serious and deep meaning. Katy Perry has a song called Milk Milk Lemonade. I mean... No, oh yeah, let's hear it. (laughs) Let's hear how that's a deep meaning and personal song for her spirit. I mean... Poor example. Yeah, I'll say. (laughs) I mean, baby, you're a firework. So profound. Yeah, that's more profound than milk, milk, lemonade. Exactly. That I cannot argue. <laughs> so that this is a very different situation than Taylor versus Katy Perry as Tool versus Taylor. Totally True. different fan bases. And a fan base that has been ravished and rabidly hungry for new music from their band, as opposed to Taylor, who has been consistently giving new music and doing the... Um, the marketing was on point. It was so good for Taylor Swift's new album. I don't know if you saw or not, but like Amazon Prime actually had boxes that had like check out um, Taylor's new album, Lover. Oh well, like on their cardboard boxes. I was about to say, as often as I shop at Amazon, I had at least five that had yeah. her face plastered on them. Right, exactly. <laughs> and YouTube itself had like a live stream and like their whole thing on Taylor's debut week. So mm-hmm. this was not like a lighthearted. Um, just passive okay here's my new music hope you guys like it no this was an entire ordeal and they did it right and then tool mm-hmm. walked in and goes here you go surprise 
Except yeah. for not really surprised. Not a surprise, but well, Y'all it was a surprise when they announced it. Yeah. <laughs> a couple months ago when they said, okay, August 30th is the day. Then a month before, not even a month, less than a month before the album dropped in August, they actually had played the title track and then people collectively lost their minds. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my gosh, it is real. Yeah, no, it's actually come this year. Oh gosh. So I don't know what's going to happen next week, but some of the back and forth from some of the most vocal Taylor Swifties on Twitter specifically have been insane. There is a lot of anger and hatred for this dad band. Yes, it's been pretty entertaining, though. It's been entertaining, and I get, you know, your your girl didn't get number one two weeks in a row, as you had hoped, as she's done before. Uh-huh. And she got dethroned real fast. And well, from whatever she didn't have said, as much competition. That's before. very true. That's very true. And also, I think part of it is too, Taylor Swift really had like a good album. Like people are saying, like it's a great, it critically praised for a lover. Mm-hmm. It's out of my ballpark, so I can't really say that much. But it's still like looking at the numbers, it didn't even come close to tour, really. Right. So I think that hurts them even more, even with all the streaming numbers and things like that. So yeah, Tool really put Taylor Swift in her place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At Gosh. number two. Yeah. Oh, so who knows what's going to happen next week? Who knows if she's going to be able to rebound, which is possible. I don't. I know Corn has a new album coming out. I doubt they'll get number one, considering Tool and Taylor Swift are now on the table. Right. And that's not a shot of Corn. That's just looking at it um, honestly. Also, mm-hmm. Lana Del Rey's up there too. Lana Del Rey's in third. That's saying something. Oh yeah, because she's she's really good too. I'm I'm not as into her music as Taylor Swift, but um, I like it, and and I know a lot of people love her new album. Yeah, there you go. So there's been a lot of good music in August. August was a fantastic music like al- month for mm-hmm. music in general, not just for rock and metal. So that's actually kind of awesome to see. Yeah. So um, I want to just wrap this up. I'll leave the question for everyone watching, especially on YouTube, if you have questions. Who do you think is going to be next to take number one? Do you think Tool will hang on to it? Do you think um, Taylor will actually get back to number one or will it be a totally different entry? Because I have no idea. Gretchen, what do you think? Uh, I'm, um, I see. That's how I feel too. I don't know if those Swifties get really, re- real angry behind it. They'll, they'll. I think they may pull ahead. Mom, can I buy another Spotify account so I can place two out two <laughs> copies of Taylor Swift's new album at the same time? Honey, you already have five. Mom, it's my birthday next month. <laughs> Just make another email account. Come on. Yeah, they have free accounts. You can do that. <laughs> and that should still count for sw- for streaming counts. So, Just oh man, different like, devices up. Little, uh, oh man, uh, what's a good little girl's name? Little, um, little Tiffany has a Google Chrome open with thirty <laughs> browser tabs, all on Spotify and different email accounts, all bl- like streaming Lover on a loop. Oh my gosh, that I can <laughs> actually see because they are that rabid. So. And then then little Tiffany's dad is jamming out to fear inoculum downstairs all by himself, all content. Oh my gosh. Probably laughing at little Tiffany. Like, (laughs) excellent. Yeah, that's what you get. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you get. Yeah. So another big thing that happened this weekend was we got a new album from Post Malone, which is really doing well too. And all that was a big surprise in a collaboration with Ozzy Osbourne. And I don't 
I know I was not expecting that. And that song is all over YouTube right now and blasting on streaming charts. And to many people's shock, they dig it. This is new territory for Post Malone. And Gretchen and I have both heard it. I know you have some opinions on it. I do too. Mm -hmm. My initial take on this new song was that Ozzy sounds amazing. Yeah, he really does. At 70 years old, who can barely coherently speak English <laughs> when just trying to talk. When he sings, though, he's fine. I mean, Ooh, not a problem Ozzy. in the world. Yeah, no, he sounded great. Um, the song really wasn't bad either. I, I kind of kind of dug it. Um, I had to listen to it a few times though, yeah. to really get into it. Because I'm like, I like Post Malone stuff. I'm not like a hardcore fan. Like, I wouldn't go to a concert or anything. But... It was very different from yeah. stuff that he's put out before. Exactly. And it's the song is Take What You Want featuring Ozzy Osbourne and Travis Scott. And Travis Scott's a big name, too, to actually have mm -hmm. in this. So this is a big song. It's going to be interesting because, again, this is totally different territory than what Post Malone is known for. And what Gretchen, like Gretchen, you brought up a great, great point about Post Malone's delivery. If you want to talk about that a little bit. Well, I, I mean, I like I said, I like the song, but it had so much auto-tune that, you know, sometimes a little bit of auto-tune is fine and you're sitting there going like, was that auto-tune or was it not? Or was it just a weird, you know, filter on their voices? And that means was, you did it right too, if you can if you can trick people into not thinking it's auto-tune. Right, but it is so blatantly obvious in this song that it almost takes away from, from how good the song um, could be or, or is. Um, however you look at it but like there was one point where I couldn't tell if it was Ozzy singing or if it was Travis singing because yeah. the auto-tune was so so bad yeah it like the lyrically because like there's a bunch of lyric videos out now for take what you want lyrically it's pretty solid too for Post Malone's part but admittedly it really is drenched in auto-tune programming that you can yeah. tell when it's him I don't dislike it. I don't, I, I, again, I like the song, but I admit it's a very thick auto-tune layer. And I don't know mm -hmm. if that was help, kind of helped to guide his vocal delivery and his singing aspect or not. But still, this is a big song. This is going to yeah. chart like crazy just because of the names involved. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, Ozzy sounded fantastic in it. Um, I was kind of floored by yeah. that. It makes me think... This is going to be mean. I mean, the Prince of Darkness is not going to be around forever. True. It's kind of cool that he's still doing this. He's already reformed or like reannounced dates for his upcoming tour that got canceled a couple months back. Yeah, I forgot about that. Because it was going to be Ozzy Osbourne and Megadeth. Yeah, because like my brother had tickets to go see. Yeah, they were coming to St. Louis and I would have wanted to see that too because I like Megadeth a lot. But yeah. at the same time, like that's a big tour to get canceled. So they postponed it and they are going to do it. Who's to say it's not going to get canceled again? Because yeah. the man's 70. Well, that's like when Rolling Stones had to postpone theirs. Yeah. I mean, well, they were 70 back in there. the 90s. So. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> okay. You saw Rolling Stones not too long ago. Did Keith mm -hmm. Richards look like he was doing well? Uh, the only one that looked like they were actually like doing well was the drummer and i can't think of his name right now because <laughs> he was resting. sitting down he was sitting down resting for some of it that's why and apparently he's the only one that like never got into drugs but that's beside the point yeah um, well ozzy openly admits he got into the heavy drugs and he's walking around doing okay who knows 
I think that's that whole like time period of mm-hmm. musicians. But so, um, yeah, and so to go along with a bunch of the Swifties reacting to Tool and their hatred for Tool now, um, <laughs> there's a lot of people just having their eyes open to who Oz- Ozzy Osbourne is that weren't aware. Don't don't forget, he's a new up and coming artist. <laughs> he's an up and coming grandpa. <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> He's just gave, now getting into it. He's a little so late. Nice they, it's so nice they gave this old guy, old fellow, a chance on Post Malone's new song. That's so nice of Post Malone. I know that was really that was really big of him. Yeah, <laughs> and there's a lot of back and forth on Twitter. Again, it's that young social media uh, young. user base. Yeah, young, and I think they're just like trying to get out there and post about who is this Ozzy Osbourne guy. He sounds cool. Now, normally. That would be an okay phrase, but when you put that on social media, you're pretty much sticking your head under the guillotine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know how else nicely to say that because Ozzy is uh, sold more albums than Post Malone in his lifetime. Well, yeah, <laughs> just because by logic through Black Sabbath, his own solo stuff, uh, had his own. Um, oh man, what is it called? The reality show. Mm, oh yeah, that was on for years. It won a gra- not a Grammy, an Emmy. Yeah, I forgot about that. Wait, it was on for quite a while with yeah, his wife and the kids. Sorry, I can't understand you. Oh my god. Ozzy, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't start talking like a normal being, I'm leaving you. <laughs> okay, so that's every episode of uh, the Osbournes. Wow, how are you going to do Ozzy like that? Um, I love Ozzy Osbourne, madam. Thank you. And he would probably laugh at that. Or <laughs> cry. Probably, or be angry. Just... Or be sad. I can't really understand him. <laughs> he has the same tone in every single emotion. He does. To be fair, though, when you get up there, up there in the age, I'll probably have that same tone as well. True. When True. I'm 70, I'm not going to care about anything, probably. I hope I'm still kicking it and rocking it like he is. Yeah, at least half as he is. Because when I saw him in 2017 twice... He is still rocking it. He is still riling the crowd up. He's still on stage, moving around. So he's not just casually kicking back on stage and just letting other people do the work for him. Just bring me out. Just just set me down. Just put the mic in front of my mouth. I'll take care of it. Look, I, got, I got this, I guess. I guess. All right. You, the check's already cast, right? So I have to. Oh, dang. All right. <laughs> fine. Not again. 90 minutes of this. Here we go. <laughs> crazy train oh, wow. that, was, I, that was that was hard to hear i love ozzy osbourne and i think it's uh-huh. awesome that he did this with post malone and i think it's even better that they're gonna actually they have rescheduled and the tour is planned for megadeth so yeah that's um, awesome yeah so i leave the question for everyone listening what do you think of the new song with post malone do you like it? Do you hate it? Do you like agree with some of our points? Ozzy sounds great. Auto-tune's a little bit too much. Do you think this... Do you want to see Ozzy Osbourne collaborate with more people outside of rock and metal? What mm. do you think? I, yeah, I was thinking about that stuff too, so... Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. I don't know who it would be, but no. again, now that Post Malone's done it, I mean, anyone's up for grabs. Maybe it'll be Ozzy and Taylor Swift. Who knows? Oh, and Tool. It'll be a trio. That I can actually, well, I, I'm sure Tool and Ozzy know each other and done like, well, yeah, worked next to each other at some point at festivals or whatever. So that has to have happened. Mm. Taylor Swift, that might be a little bit of a stretch. 
You never know, though. Never say never. Just like no, I agree. Said. I agree. I can't say never. I mean, look what happened just now with Post Malone and Ozzy Osbourne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just <laughs> Katy Perry and Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, I don't think. Okay, I would call no on that one. I think even Ozzy would be like, no, I'm done. No, <laughs> you get out of here. Oh, just continue to. Mm, poor Katie. Poor Katie. Poor millionaire. Aww. <laughs> Poor millionaire who sang Milk Milk Lemonade. Aww. Another big thing that happened this weekend for some people in the United States is the Blue Ridge, Blue Ridge Rock Fest, which is more of an independent festival that happened in Virginia. This is the second year, if I'm correct. Uh, Gretchen, correct me if this is wrong, because it's much closer to your neck of the woods. Um, now, this was actually a third year. Third year, excuse me. Okay, third yeah. year. So still relatively new in festival oh, yeah. years. However, this was this year was unique in that it was hyped up as being a huge step up than previous the previous two years. Mm-hmm. The lineup alone was miles ahead of what it was before. Like they would get one or two decent name bands, like good name bands, and the rest would be local talent or traveling acts or things like that and stuff that you weren't really familiar with. This year they had quite a bit of name value in them, both for Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Here's Absolutely. the problem. This is where another situation of festival shenanigans occurred. Earlier this year, Epicenter happened. Uh, they had to move to a new location for Epicenter when they rechanged the name from Carolina Rebellion and had it at a new venue in Carolina. And things got hectic really fast, not only with the weather, but the way things were laid out for the park. Parking was a nightmare, only like one lane roads in and out. It took hours to get in and out of the venue. And then with all the rain, rain delays and cancellations and stuff, some people didn't even get to see their favorite bands. It was a nightmare. So day one of Blue Ridge Rock Fest, unfortunately, felt some of similar situations about that. And Gretchen was the one that pointed this out to me a little bit because this is closer to her neck of the woods. And as soon as I heard about the parking fiasco and VIP situations, it reminded me of Epicenter. Uh, yeah. Gr- Gretchen has the Facebook page open. Some of the comments people are read- like posting about, but I just wanted Gretchen to say what were some of the things you like first noticed, like when you saw all the problems going on with Blue Ridge Rock Fest. I mean, it just reminded me a lot of episodes on a smaller scale, but it was also I don't know. I guess the fact that they changed venues a week in advance, they didn't have enough time to kind of work out all the kinks that they had an entire year to work at with the other venue. Right. Um, and so it's a much bigger venue. It's, it's a better venue because previously it was at a, um, a vineyard. And so this is actually a venue now. Yeah. A venue um, made with, to hold events like this. Right. Not, you know, little weddings or whatever okay. vineyards hold. So we'll go into two of the biggest issues right now. Like first with like parking and entry, how bad was it from what you saw? Well, from what I saw with like the pictures people were posting, it was there was supposed to be a designated VIP area and the first day there wasn't one. And so everyone was just in the same line. That's bad. And so people were saying that they were in line for like two or three hours, which compared to Epicenter is like nothing. Yeah, Um, it really is. And also the one thing that Epicenter had had to deal with that uh, Blue Ridge did not was terrible weather. Oh, yeah. The, the, the weather this past weekend for Blue Ridge Rockfest was probably some of the best that I've seen for Virginia in a long time. A um, little hot, but, but weather-wise, it's been amazing. Yeah, they can um, deal with hot, though, and make the show work. 
Yeah. The fact that they did not have the VIP line for parking and stuff, that's yeah. a mess in itself because you paid a lot of money for nothing, literally nothing. And then what exact – you tell me, you tell everyone else too, what were they doing that caused such a backup for this one-lane entry for parking? Well, they didn't do it for very long because they realized, oh, this is slowing us down a lot. But they started searching the cars. Like they were getting people out of their vehicles that to is search insane. cars before they let them park. Like that's that's nuts. Like they don't Why? do that at any of the other I have never seen that at any festival, any sports event, any parking situation ever, ever. Why would you check in individual cars one by one when you're going to like metal detector check Mm -hmm. and pat down every person that comes through the gate anyway? Yeah, because I mean, they had the metal detectors and the little things that you have to walk through like any other kind of concert music event. So I don't understand the point. Why were they vehicles. so paranoid and strict about searching everyone's cars, too? What is going on in Virginia, Gretchen, where they're that untrusting? Um, okay, don't be talking about my state like that. But Well, what else <laughs> am I supposed to think when something like that happens? Maybe they thought that they were being proactive. That's okay. really proactive. That's also, again, I say insane. That is the correct def- uh, description <laughs> of this. They're expecting different results by repeating the same behavior. Well, we'll check the car, but then we'll have them. Che- we'll check them again with metal detectors when they do it, so that we'll be double sure they don't sneak anything in. I mean, maybe that would. It's one of those situations where I think it sounded better in their head until they voiced it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> until someone finally asked the question. Uh, why? <laughs> yeah, why? Why is this happening? So and, yeah, that yeah. didn't. That didn't happen for very long supposedly but long enough to back back the gravel roads up pretty Ugh. far and then yeah. there are pictures all over. if you go to blue ridge rock fest on facebook mm-hmm. some of the pictures are brutal that like people are yeah. posting especially from yesterday because like from what we understand say, yeah <laughs> today has been a much better situation they had a vip line and things were much smoother getting in and out However, that was the other thing for VIP people or people that paid for VIP packages. There was supposed to be a separate section to watch at yep. or just like in the audience, like a barricaded space just for VIP yesterday, and there was none. Yeah, it's that's just oh god. That's infuriating. What did you pay for VIP then? Yeah, exactly. Because like, say, yeah, I'm VIP. Yeah. And then you were saying something too, like people, like people were posting that they were told to, if because they ran out of camping spaces, if they pay for a camping package. Yeah, there was one person that got there late Friday. The the festival is only two days long. It's Saturday, Sunday, right? And the camping started Friday, and someone on the Facebook page said they got there late and they had run out of spaces, so they told them to park in the local food lion parking lot that's <laughs> awful that is I mean, so bad especially if you paid for it like that's beyond oversight that's to the point where you actually would have to contact the better business bureau and start putting yeah. up a thing to get your money back because if they if you have even especially if you had that like in an email update or like a writing hey we actually did run out you're gonna have to sleep in the food line if you want to keep coming to this show or sleep somewhere nope yeah. you're giving every dime of my money back and then you get VIP package if you do camping and you didn't get a VIP parking and you didn't get a VIP space in the actual venue. What in the world? Also, and that also, okay, so the VIP section yesterday was a nightmare. Today is better. Yes. Another thing you brought up, the food and drink situation. 
Oh my gosh, this one just blew my mind. Right. And explain what happened. Uh, both of them. Like, first of all, the easy one, there's only about like four or five food trucks for over well over 15,000 people. And apparently they ran out of food by 7 p.m. today. Yeah, today. Sure. Like, not just yesterday, but today. And I believe this goes on until 11. Yeah. And the main and eventers so, haven't even started performing yet. No. Um, and, and oh my gosh. And so they were running out of food, but then there was the issue of vendors weren't accepting plastic. And that's awful. And from what I understand, like, like it might have been an internet situation, like um, where they lost connection because ATMs were down too. Yep. ATMs, they had five, they only had five ATMs. And that's out. bad. Yeah, that's, that's really bad. But also, so if the ATMs don't work because they can't have a connection, that mm -hmm. also um, all a lot of the food trucks don't accept plastic because yep. they don't have like apps or like they don't have the plug-in devices for their phones or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, cash only if you want to eat or drink anything for 12 hours in the hot sun. Oh, wait, you can't get cash because the ATM's down. Yeah. It's what just, in the world are you doing? And I mean, it makes sense because where this is, it's the middle of nowhere. Like, really? quite literally, it's the middle of nowhere. So it makes sense if the internet connection is poor. But I feel like that's something they should have planned for. Yeah. And that's like, not even something that difficult in the grand scope. So yeah. like double check and confirm, even if it was a day of problem, you mm -hmm. get people on site that day to fix it. Right. And I think that's just another one of those issues moving the venue a week before the event, Yeah, which, which they had no other option but to do. So, you know, that's, that's not their fault that they had to move it that close to I get the that event. Too, but if this is their third year, they should know some of the potential problems that occur at festivals to be yeah. able to prepare and have a damage plan for. Yeah. And even though it's a much smaller scale than any of the other, you know, big music festivals, it, having more than like five food trucks is kind of necessary. Yeah. That's, I can't even imagine because we went to, earlier this year, we were at Welcome to Rockville and Sonic Temple. Every food truck had their own stand, and then there were actual food trucks on the grounds for each venue, too. And mm -hmm. I would you be willing to say there was at least 100 at both? Uh, yeah. I would and say 100. So we'll say at 100 team. because of how many stands there were and food trucks and just the generic, like at Sonic Temple, they just had the generic um, concessions. Concessions, over yeah. Nachos and hot dogs and stuff, too. So it's they had so many options. Yeah, they had ample amounts of everything for everyone. Yeah, forever, especially those with dietary restrictions. Yep. Apparently, they had, there vegans, were... they had vegan and vegetarian stands. They had all the ice cream you could imagine. Well, apparently at Blue Ridge Rock Fest, um, a lot of people have a gluten intolerance, couldn't eat anything because everything oh. offered had gluten in it. So you, you have only plastic. You can't mm -hmm. eat any of the food. You can't get any cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I can't imagine merch was a big seller there either. If like, I don't know if the merch vendors were able to take plastic or not. So were people just bartering like, hey, if you let me have a bite of your sandwich, I'll give you this t-shirt. Uh, yeah, apparently merch oh. vendors um, were only accepting cash. Oh, that's even worse. So merch is going to be a huge detriment now. They're not going to make nearly as much mm -hmm. the smaller bands. Though apparently some of the merch tables sold out within like three hours. The event started. All right, great. Maybe I was wrong about that. Then if that's the case, great. I'm wrong. But that's also kind of messed up too if you're saying that. I was about to say, but that's also bad because yeah. then they don't anything for the rest of the time. 
Also, especially for the people that had to like left early, but they had to wait for two hours just because of the long line in the car because their car was getting searched. Yep. That's yep. pretty bad. So oh, and then the shuttle services. Yes. For um, hotels and stuff. Yeah, go ahead. So so because the venue there was a venue switch. Um, they said, we're going to offer shuttle services from hotels because people had, you know, booked hotels right. close to the previous venue, um, which was only about 35 minutes from right. each other. So not that big of a deal, but still, still big enough. And so they were like, oh, we'll offer shuttle services. They'll come around every two hours, which is kind of a lot, but whatever. Um, yeah. apparently some of these people were saying like, been waiting for the shuttle since 1030 AM. It's now almost 2 PM. That's so you awful. just missed a ton of acts Yeah, because of that. And again, the shuttle has to take the same road in as everyone. Yep. It yeah. It, there, there was no, there was no separate line for just drop offs. Yeah. When like Gretchen says, this is middle of nowhere. Like literally it's like a one lane farm road Yep. to the venue. It, literally a gravel road. Yeah. <laughs> so at what point do you just say, give me my money back? That, yeah. Uh, that's infuriating. And again, the argument like, well, they only had one week because they had to say, change the venue after unexpected circumstances. Okay. But a lot of these situations are not new problems that just occurred only that are unique to this venue. They've happened before and people have known how to dealt with them. It's 2019 now. Well, and also you should always have a plan B. Yeah, it shouldn't. It should never just be. I mean, you should have a plan C, D, E, F, G as yeah, well. Yeah, for fifteen thousand people, you better have more than a plan B. Yeah, you you shouldn't just leave it up to one the main plan and like a backup. You need to have a yeah. ton of other options, which yeah. was clearly lacking. And we want to reiterate that supposedly today is much better. They have the VIP lanes. They have mm -hmm. the VIP viewing section. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know about the car, the plastic oh. and the money situation. Someone someone posted nine hours ago. Card machines are down again. Ugh. Um, and so I don't know. Like that's awful. They they had good intentions, but good intentions do not automatically excuse terrible performance. And no, there's going to be a lot of extremely dehydrated, sunburnt, and sick people in Virginia. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Prior planning prevents poor performance. <laughs> I was going to be mean. I was going to say, is there a really bad band that's like one of the, on the lineup? Cause I was going to say, and that's just because of this band, but no. Well, I, well, I will say last year they had saliva. Oh, well. And puddle of mud. Oh my goodness. And they had the festival a third year. <laughs> so no, we'll wrap up with this. Um, do you still have the Facebook page up? I do. Would you like to read some of the comments that people were posting midday oh. as this was going on on Saturday? Oh, hold on. I got to go back. Okay, that's fine. We have a whole day. I know. Uh, let's uh, again, see. I'm while she's doing that, I'm glad that it's slowly being worked out, even though it's still kind of a mess. I imagine because they had ticket sales, they had people interested. I'm hoping this is a learning experience if they do have it next year, regardless of the venue they have it at. But boy, oh boy, does that sound like a disaster. So like one person who was obviously VIP, she posted... Um, two pictures with the caption, my side stage view and I paid extra for it. And it was literally like the the cases that bands hold their equipment in. And like she couldn't actually see the stage. So she paid VIP for obstructed view. Yes. That's um, terrible. People were saying a lot of complaints dealt with the VIP, which I totally understand because yeah, if I you've never that. paid for VIP, 
you expect to get what you paid for because right. it's a lot. Like you got to sell an organ for it. It's significantly um, more than just the regular ticket. Significantly. And so people were complaining saying they basically had the same um, like amenities as those with um, general admission. Right. And it's just, and so I can understand that um, like negativity from it. Um, a lot of people saying like, I want to speak with someone directly. <laughs> Oh, I'm well, sure that would go. The person, the head. I want to speak with your manager. The head, yeah. Okay, okay, Carol, we we get it. <laughs> Karen, calm down. Um, <laughs> There's a bunch of like they didn't enter as Karens; they became Karens by the end of the day. Exactly. Yeah. Someone said, just so everyone knows, merch table only takes cash. That's also, that too. there are only five ATMs, and um, that don't work. That that don't work. Um, I'm surprised no one tried to knock him down. Oh, so so shortened it's B R R F for Blue Ridge Rock Fest, and people are right. calling it the Barf Fest. They have earned that name. Oh, that's so sad. And um, I haven't heard anything bad about performances or like some of the bands acting up or anything. No, there was there was only one thing from today. I don't remember which performance it was, but um, who was it? But apparently, people couldn't hear the um, singer. Like something was going on with sound. Um, okay, so sound like side. the soundboard was having issues. Yeah. That could happen at any festival, though. And yeah, and so that's, that's not the menu's that's fault. really not the festival. So I can't. So that was the only thing. A lot of people were miffed because they missed uh, Memphis Mayfire. Yeah, a lot you told of people me about went that. yesterday. Yeah, um, for that. Um, someone said they waited two hours for the shuttle. Which I mean, that was on the sign, but then there are people that are like, "I waited five hours and it never oh. came." Um, so oh, awful. some so, someone says um, this might rival Fire Festival. I don't think it was in no. that. No, um, <laughs> no one was. They were stranded, stranded on a desert island. Also, those bratty kids that bought paid that much to fly there yeah, should have known it. better. They deserved it. They're not going to make a <laughs> yeah. Well, they're not going to make a full documentary about Blue Ridge. Fest exposed no them. and no one's going to jail so. no but like and, and people some people are making the best of it like there are a lot of people like hanging out in hotel rooms saying you know the shuttle hasn't been here in four hours but we're having fun anyway uh, so that, that means booze well yeah <laughs> i <laughs> mean at the, i mean at that point you know you you're do what stuck. you can to be positive yeah, that's true you're stuck anyway so at least also, if they're at the shuttle, at least they were at the hotel. Yeah. yeah. They weren't like on the side of the road waiting or like at a bus stop or something. So, I mean, a lot of these pictures people posted from yesterday were very similar to pictures people posted for Epicenter. Right. Of like the, the line they had to wait The in. massively long line to the middle of nowhere going yep. in and out. And like, yeah. from what I understand too, Epicenter like had issues. Like no one was like actually guiding parking. Like they had no traffic control the first day. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's like, it sounds like they did have that for Blue Ridge, but it seems like oh, yeah. Blue Ridge was just beyond ridiculous with trying to search cars. So, of course, it's going to make it slow. Yeah. And it doesn't matter that it, they stopped that after a short a while. Um, it was still enough to back them up. Right. Oh, yeah. That would back up any people. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter if you have anything in your car. You're not. People, it takes time to search cars. Yep. And that's what sucks. Blue Ridge Rock Fest. I know Godspack was there because they're like, again, they had 
decent names, you know. So oh yeah, in this but yeah, today was yeah, today was the offspring and a day to remember. Yeah. That's big. Okay. Even if you don't like those bands, those Bear, are names. So. Beartooth was there. Yep. Um Hinder. Oh my goodness. Hinder. Oh my goodness. You're sunburned, can't eat, can't drink, can't have access to cash, and you have to listen to Hinder. Okay, that's like one bad one, okay? Had, okay, they, but... They had Red. Red was good. They had New Year's Day. They did. Um, I can't read anymore because my eyesight is bad, but... I'm, re I'm reading Soil, which is a great... Which is a solid band from back in the day trying to make another comeback. Smile Empty Soul, which is another early 90s... Like, late 90s, early 2000s band. Late, mm -hmm. early 2000s, mainly. And then they had a lot... Of, they had the side stage for, like, a lot of the local bands and things like that, too, which is great. So again, this lineup was much improved from the previous year, mm -hmm. but the performance and the execution uh, really hurt people. Oh yeah, yeah. Last year, what was it? In in 2017, they had drowning pool saliva again. Um, I know. I'm looking at 2017 headlined trapped. by Scott, headlined by Scott Staff, the voice of Creed, performing mm -hmm. all the hits of Creed with an all Creed with an all star band. Save and Abel. Yeah. Um, when you look at 2017's lineup for Blue Ridge and 2019, it is night and day. Yeah, but it's a huge difference. After the mess that's happened this year, it'll be interesting to see how they go forward with 2020. Yeah. I mean, the same is said for Epicenter. A lot of people said they True. weren't going to come back after that. The thing is, though, yeah, I, I agree with that. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Epicenter. But at the same time, Epicenter is run by DWP, a festival yeah. company that knows how to handle everything about this. They yeah. learn from every mistake. So next year, they might do a different venue altogether and have it again. Yeah. Uh, it would be in their best interest, probably. Yeah, Blue Ridge is a totally different situation. Yeah, that's that's run by a much smaller um, organization. Yeah, so um, so I leave this question to everyone listening. If you're listening on YouTube or on GetRock.net, would you stay for 12 hours, wait three hours to get in, not have access to food, water, can't have pay for anything with plastic, just to hear hinder? <laughs> Why are you going to just put hinder in there? So many other bands. Okay, one bad ingredient can ruin an entire meal. I don't know. Uh, just one, though? Yeah. Good ones? Okay, yeah, there are good ones. I agree. But <sighs> you have to, okay, let's put it this way. You have to wait through Hinder to get to a day to remember in the offspring. Hey, maybe you're in your car at the time waiting to get in. and you. <laughs> maybe you're intentionally waiting <laughs> in your car. You just take your time, officer. <laughs> Be like, oh, I'm going to get this parking space. All the way down by the woods. I'm just going to sit in the AC for another hour and a half, take a nap. <laughs> I'm going to take a nap <laughs> right here. <laughs> another thing that kind of didn't so much break, but like the news came out about is Fred Durst's directorial career might be coming to an end because his movie, The Fanatic, featuring John Travolta, oh. did not do as well as hoped. Gretchen saw this also, like just on her own, and I heard about the news already. Um, to put this in perspective, the Fanatic opened in 60 theaters across the United States. A small opening, but you have a big name like John Travolta. It's directed by a celebrity. Fred Durst is qualified as a celebrity. Let's say that. He's qualified. <laughs> it made $3,000 on opening weekend through 60 theaters. God, and how much do you think it costs to, to make it? <sighs> that is a great question because... 
may I'm not going to criticize the film because I have not seen it. I know you haven't either. No, haven't seen it. Probably won't because it just sounds awful. It's literally about a psychotic fan. Think yeah. Misery, like from Stephen King. Where but not as good. Not as good or entertaining or scary or suspenseful. And John Travolta has an extremely bad haircut. Yes. Oh, my God. It's awful. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on with that. And directed by Fred Durst. Well, yeah. So literally on paper, this was the only saving grace was John Travolta. He should have been able to pull at least out of morbid curiosity some attention to this if the film was even decent, even halfway watchable. Like uh, Saturday afternoon on TV, uh, might as well watch it type quality. Apparently it didn't even have that. On Rotten Tomatoes right now, it is sitting at 18%. God, yeah, on IMDb, it's a 3.8 out of That 10. is wretched. This, it's, not only, so not only is it a bomb, movie. not only did it lose money, not only time and add to the growing bad films that John Travolta has done, but it keeps getting worse. So, again, Gretchen and I have not seen it, so we can't really, like, say what's going on. However, Many of the critics are all in consensus. So I'm going to read some of the Rotten Tomatoes reviews that actually did see the film. Mm-hmm. From Film Week, this is the worst movie of the year, quite possibly, but it absolutely must be experience. Oh. So this is a so bad it's good movie compared to her. The, oh. the, <laughs> from Entertainment Weekly, the fanatic has contempt for both its characters and audience. Oh my God. Sheesh. Okay, Travolta's performance is as bad as that haircut and as loud as his costumes. <laughs> well then, this isn't one of those bad Travolta movies that's a hoot like Gotti or Speed Kills. It leaves you feeling icky. Oh my gosh. And that's the word they used, icky, from New England Movie Weekly. Icky. A fascinating yet problematic exploration of fame, celebrity, and fandom that loses grip on reality when exploitative violence becomes the film's motivation. So John DeVolta, like, apparently gets real angry and violent at it. Oh my gosh. Someone should start polishing up those Razzies for the worst film director, screenplay, and actor of 2019. Oh. Oh. Did you see the Roger Ebert review? I mean, I know, his, I know like, Roger Ebert's, you know, by past, From his group? Covers. No, which one was that? Yes. Um, it, which one was what? Wait, what did he say? Or what did oh, the well, say? I, I don't know what he says. Oh, wait. It says, Fred Durst, the fanatic, hates fans. It hates actors. It hates tourists, shop owners, and servants. It, oh my God. It, it rips it a new one, basically, but they gave it a zero out of four. No, no. I want you to read the whole thing. I want the full from Roger Ebert in the movies, that whole group. What else did they say? It's too long for me to read. Oh, is it too but... long? Okay, don't worry about it then. But it's. Um, there's one pot, there's two positive reviews on Rotten Tomatoes that I've seen like on the highlights. One can understand the draw of the fanatic for someone like Mr. Travolta. It calls for full immersion mentally and physically, and he pulls it off. So it gets the positive from wall street journal because of Mr. Travolta's performance. Okay. As a believably weird, obsessed fanatic. Mm. And the other one, and also the other one that gave this a B minus that is a positive saying a Nick Cage and Wicker Man level performance by Travolta puts the pathos of Fred Durst telling a story about how celebrities have it hard adds up to a movie you shouldn't miss. Mm. So that's the most positive review I've seen. I was about to say, I'm not going to go out of my way and pay 12 bucks to go see it. From the New York Post, Travolta earned 
Travolta's earnest but ridiculous spends his time furiously rocking back and forth and bellowing to the heavens. Bellowing. So he's getting hammy. Okay, I see a Roger Ebert quotes from uh, this film has no entertainment value to supplement for the lack of humanity at its center. Jeez. Gosh. So mm-hmm. it looks like this was a swing and a miss from Fred Durst and John Travolta. To say the least. I don't know how you come back from that because if it only opened in 60 theaters and it turned $3,000. I just want to know how much it costs to make the budget of it. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. Um, I don't I know, know, but like, like, but really think about it. That's $50 a theater. That's like three or four tickets. I, so like, that's like one group of people out of curiosity going to see it. Oh my gosh. There used to be a thing that said budget for it. I don't know if they have it or not. The Fanatic uh, doesn't say the budget. It's a... um, I'm looking it up, too. There it is. Um, Loudwire put it out. It had a... No, that can't be real. What is it? Oh, wait. No, that's something else. Um, Okay, that was for a different movie. I was about to be like, I know there's... I'm looking on Wikipedia. Um, It was released to mainly negative reviews, cast, production... Box mm. Office and Redemption. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I just Wait. see, I don't see anything about the actual budget. Maybe they're trying to keep that quiet. Maybe it's out there. I just don't see it. So. Yeah, the film made just $60 per theater. In yeah. a handful of theaters, the Fanatic grossed $10 or less over the weekend, while the highest gross was $736 at the Arena Cine Lounge in Hollywood. That might have been like a big premiere for it, too. Yeah. A big premiere. Well, for this movie, that's a big premiere compared to everything else. Oh my god! Oh wait, it says the fanatic will become available streaming services September six. Hot dig! We can go see it. Oh, <laughs> hey, you can go see it. <laughs> uh, you know you want to see it too. No, I don't. I you know I see don't. Why it's so bad? No, I don't. If I wanted to watch it so bad, it's a good movie. There's much better than John Travolta pretending to be creepy. Did you see what the tagline is? No. All he wanted was an autograph. Oh, well, this, <laughs> that's the movie? That's what the movie's about, huh? Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, God. 88 minutes, company credits, details. Uh, I'm looking on IMDb. It, it doesn't say anything about it either, at least that I can see. Hopefully, it'll come out to... Because usually, they eventually do put put the budget on there and things like that. Yeah. Well, that's so, why yeah, I, was, I just I know it costs it... more than $3,000. Yeah. I mean, I know it's an indie movie. Is what they're claiming it is. John Travolta probably cost more than $3,000 to make this film. That's a fair statement. Oh, God. Well, maybe Fred Durst will get back together with Limp Bizkit and try to put out another album that probably won't do that well, like his last few. Oh. (laughs) So sad. He's just trying. He's trying so hard. Yeah, well... It's just, it's just not happening. Yeah, there's nothing else I can add. Um, no, for everyone really. watching, if you if you want to see the fanatic on streaming services, and you actually do, let us know how long you last. <laughs> like timestamp it and say, okay, I lasted 25 minutes, and now I'm done. Thanks. That type of oh, thing. And it's only an hour 28. Yeah, so it's not a long one. No, I wonder what streaming services. It's coming to. It's probably like something we haven't heard of. <laughs> like freddurst.com. Oh. <laughs> his own, he streams it from his own website. Oh, gosh. Uh, no. Yeah. 
And the last thing we're going to talk about this week, um, Gretchen and I are hoping to go to Louder Than Life to cover that. We both, like I applied for media and photo credentials like I do for other festivals. Um, this is our first time to Louder Than Life. We actually were planning on going last year, but that was like the big, big rain out and flooding at the mm -hmm. old venue. And like literally it could not be played at. So yeah. it's at a totally new ground at Highland Festival Grounds in Kentucky Expo Center uh, in Louisville. And it's a three-day festival headlined by um, Slipknot, Guns N' Roses, and Disturbed. And it's a pretty solid lineup. It's mm -hmm. actually has a lot going for it. So we just wanted to talk about Louder Than Life a little bit. We'll go through the lineup. Um, let's do, we'll do it day by day. Okay. Before we go day by day, though, let's just do it this way. Gretchen, overall thoughts and expectations for Louder Than Life. I'm just excited to go because last year's Louder Than Life was supposed to be my first like ever music festival, big right. music festival. Um, so when it was canceled, what four days before it was it was that week? It was it yeah. was like late that Monday night, and it was supposed to be on Friday night when it opened. Yeah, I'll never forget the conversation I had with you. You were saying, "Oh, they won't cancel it. They've had far worse weather before." And what um, happened? To be fair, they have had far worse weather, and they went on. But then we found out, we actually saw pictures of the grounds yeah. and they were destroyed. Yeah, it was pretty bad. So, um, so and just, also, I hope, also, there. I went with you to your first festival. Thank you. Yeah, you did. Exactly. <laughs> so now, now we're excited for it. We don't know what to expect. And a lot of people don't even that have been allowed in life because it's at a new venue. However, Danny Wimmer presents, they actually did like helicopter tours and like showed footage of the grounds and they had the map. It actually looks pretty promising. So I'm yeah. hyped up for it just for that. Hopefully it'll be okay. And that's enough of that. So we're going to go over the lineup for people that may not know. Friday night, headlined by Slipknot. I'm very excited. Gretchen saw Slipknot at Knotfest. Oh not my God. And yeah, you loved it, correct? They were so amazing. That was my yeah. first time ever seeing them. And they just, oh my God, they killed it. Awesome. And that's what I'm excited for too, because we get to see it again. So long as I'm approved, I'll bank you on that. Be. Okay. I be. do not do guarantees on that at all. So <laughs> I'm hoping. But yeah, <laughs> I'd love that. Crossed. Yeah, exactly. Fingers crossed. So I'm hoping to see that. That's the best way to close out a festival night, in my opinion. Yeah, no kidding. Right before Slipknot is the return of Stained after yeah, their long absence. Their <laughs> long absence. This will be their first performance together. After Aaron Lewis's tirades with his country career, and he's getting some of the band back together, and they're doing all the hit. Maybe we'll get to see a meltdown. Oh, you, you missed the joke. I said all the hit. <laughs> oh. It was funny. That was my one joke. You didn't laugh. I'm so sorry. I'm not. Stained isn't worth it. Stained, stained really isn't worth it anyway. Oh my god! As you can tell, I'm not a fan of stained. No. Um, they do have fans. I am not going to make jokes. Like, oh, no one likes stains. <laughs> they do. They have a fan base. A strong. They have fan a whopping base. five. Well, <laughs> Aaron Lewis, his brother, <laughs> his brother, his brother's <laughs> sister-in-law. Not his wife, though. Oh, rough. I don't even know if he's married, but yeah. Um, with Stained, um, it'll be interesting to see, one, if we get a meltdown. I hope so. If I'm in the photo pit for the meltdown, because I've seen Stained before. Uh, the good shots. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> at that point, that's when I turn on the GoPro. Yeah, that's true. 
But I hope I sincerely and honestly hope that doesn't happen if this is literally going to be day one of the return. They need to have a better foot, like step off with a better foot than that, not just screaming at the crowd and walking off halfway through the set. Yeah, because aren't they also going to be at Aftershock? They are. Yeah, that's what I thought. (laughs) So with Stained, um, the other thing I'm curious about is that they'll play new music as if they had something going, like they're working on it behind the scenes. Do you think they are? I don't know because they did announce tour dates on their own between like after the festivals and stuff. So it's not like it's just two twice and done, but boy, oh boy, I do not have high hopes for new music. And I don't know. Stain's the type of show, like the audience is going to be really into it for a song or two. They're going to be loving it to see stain back their fans. And then they'll just be quiet and wander off and go to merch and sessions and go to the bathroom. And that'll be it. Well, I think it's one of those things where it's like, I saw stained. Yeah, yes, that's a good way to say it. And you know what? That's how I was when I saw Stain back in 2014. It's like, yeah, I've seen him. Yeah, I saw him. I shot him. You know, there you go. Yeah, Aaron I Lewis left, can play guitar. But... <laughs> yeah, Aaron Lewis can play guitar. There, there, there you go. You can also yell at people. Yeah, and also, and also the third, uh, the third billing is a day to remember, mm-hmm. which is wildly different from Slipknot and Stained. All three have very different appeals. But at the same time, A Day to Remember is fantastic live. And they have yeah. a new album coming out in November. Yep. Um, yeah. So that's a very, it's a very awkward combination. Not that I'm against it. I get the appeal. But you're going to have A Day to Remember, which is a fun show. Then mm-hmm. you have Stained. And then you it have Slipknot, which is an intense, amazing show. Yeah. Stained does not belong in the mix with those three. It just, it just does not mesh well. That's the time where you go take a break and get oh, some food. We will be. And by break, <laughs> I mean, um, we'll be doing anything. But let's just go wait for Slipknot. Let's go check out merch again. Let's, oh, you know what we have to do? Like, if I do get approved, we'll have to gather up my stuff and organize everything. Oh, yes. So that we can be ready to go. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So other than that, on Friday, they have Chevelle, which I love. I know you saw them with Breaking Benjamin. Mm-hmm. I Prevail, Architects, who I love too, um, mm-hmm. Beartooth. We'll see them again. We've seen them a lot this year. We have. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Beartooth has a diehard fan base. Um, I think their music's fine. I think Gretchen and I share the same opinion. Live, they're very overhyped. Yeah. Like, I love them personally. Yeah. I, I love their music, but I've seen them, what, twice now? Because I saw them. We've at least we've seen them twice this year so far. Yeah, and it's I, the same show. It's the same show, and it's not a lot of energy for a band that has quite a lot of energy in their music. Right, and the crowd eats it up. Don't I will not yeah. say that like the crowd. You have a diehard fan base who mob and crowd serve, and it's wild. But when yeah. you have four out of five band members on stage, literally like statues. Yep, I was gonna say because Caleb really does move. Yeah, Caleb goes around. He puts in some work, but but, but the rest, I mean, it's yeah, I don't know. Even just I mean, a architect, little movement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Architects are all about the performance. A day to remember. Everyone's having a good time. Everyone's having fun. Chevelle, yeah. who are they have to stay by their mic stands because it's a yeah, they have to. Even yeah. they will back around a little bit and get into oh, the yeah. music more. Yep. Beartooth, it looks like for business as usual for four out of four out of five guys for that band. Yeah, pretty much. And that's what kind of and Slipknot, everyone's going insane. It's stimulus. Oh my god! I was about to say, there's just so much to look at, and it's great, and the and they sound great. So yeah, I mean, there's literally one guy that's on a treadmill. Yeah, 
Well, <laughs> Sid plays too. So you know. I know, but every time I looked at him, I'm like, Sid, you can do whatever again. you want. You want to ride, ride that treadmill? You go. I was like, wow, that's impressive. I'd fall. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he probably has it. One. He, he makes it work. He is like hopefully such not on stage though. He has such like groove and swagger to him. He can make anything work. So yeah, love that attitude. It was yeah, great. on Friday also motionless, motionless and white. Philip and Anselmo. Yep. Philip and Anselmo and the Illegals, Gore. Boy, that's oh, a gosh. wild one. Yeah. The Crystal <laughs> Method, which is cool to see. Graveyard. Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes, which is great British punk. New Year's mm. Day. We just talked mm -hmm. about them. All them witches, Crown Lands, Joyous Wolf, Dead Posey, Santa Cruz, and more. I've interviewed and worked with Joyous Wolf before. They're awesome guys. They're on tour with Deep Purple right now. So that's Friday. That's a big Friday. Yeah. Saturday is the outlier day. I was about to say Saturdays, those, those like three Saturday months. is the hodgepodge day of everything you can imagine. So Saturday headlined by Guns N' Roses. That is huge. Yeah. That is the biggest name of the entire festival, undeniably. As much as I'm big of a fan of I Am of Slipknot, I'm not going to deny that Guns N' Roses is not bigger because they are. Right. Guns oh, N' Roses. Okay. That'll be interesting to see them live. That'll be a thing where Gretchen and I can say, yeah, we saw Guns N' Roses. I don't know yep. what to expect from that. So... Yeah. And apparently they are working on new music and they have three fifths of the band back together. So you know what? Good for them. Huh. Yeah. And then at before Guns N' Roses, there's also Godsmack. I can't wait to see Sully. He's, okay. he's like a ham on stage. I love him. See, I've seen so many good and not good performances from Godsmack over the years. They're either great or it's just Sully with the spotlight on him and that's it. Well, it's a, they're kind of another one like Beartooth. The rest of the band kind of stays in place a little bit whereas sully is not as much as Beartooth though godsmack does a no, little no, bit no, better no, i'll no. give them that yeah. and like but yeah sully's is let's be honest sully is the band he's just fantastic though he's so yeah. funny so then outside of guns and roses and godsmack <laughs> ice cube Woo! <laughs> yeah they all like all these dwp festivals they always have like one or two like hip-hop entries or like something outside the genres and it mm. always works you know when they had run the jewels at aftershock it was amazing okay yeah I, it was great like i could not complain one bit like they were so good they nailed it crowd ate it up so that was really cool mm -hmm. but again guns and roses godsmack ice cube for day two it, that's like, okay, I'm going to turn my iPod on shuffle and the first three songs are the bands we're going to cue. Oh my God, that's actually a great way to put it. Yeah. And I was like, that's actually pretty accurate how they did You're it. Like, and you, you know what? You and you. Okay. Guns N' Roses, Godsmack, Ice Cube. Okay, we can work with that. Okay. But there are some like bands I know that Gretchen and I both love and don't care for. Hailstorm, we both love. Oh, yes. I'm so excited to see them. So, yeah. So, A Day with Hailstorm, we're happy about. Dropkick Murphys, which are fun to see. I don't, think, I don't know if you've seen Dropkick Murphys. I have not. Okay. Well, they are fun to watch. So Did they Stone... perform at Rockville? They did not. Okay. I don't know oh, actually, they, they might have, and we missed it. Or they might have been one of the canceled bands. Now that I, think I was going to say, I think that was one of the times the where... The rainouts, yeah. With the rain. Unfortunately. Yeah. So, yeah, we got hurt by the rain at Rockville, unfortunately. But it's still fun. We still got to see a lot. Stone Temple Pilots will be there with Jeff Goot. I saw them back in 2018. Jeff Goot has a solid voice, and he does a good job filling in for Scott Weiland. But at the same time, the new music that they've released really isn't anything special. So if it's they're playing the hits from the 90s, it'll be fun. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if that's the route they're going to go. That's all, right. all I can really say about that. I was, I was about to say, I've never seen them before, so. Yeah, exactly. So 
Following that, some of the other bands that are going to be uh, on the show, Andrew WK, who I love. I introduced Gretchen to. Okay, I know at first, <laughs> at first initial listen is not going to be for everyone. Uh, this is If there's one, one group artist band that I want to get Gretchen more accustomed to, it needs to be Andrew WK. That's a personal thing for me. So oh everyone gosh. listening to this in the comments, leave a quote or a song link or something from Andrew WK so she can see it and check it out. Uh, please, please, please. It's important. Uh, his Twitter alone, Gretchen, his Twitter alone is so such gold. So uh-huh. yes, exactly. So also on Saturday, on Saturday, Suicidal Tendencies, The Melvins, Bad Flower, which Gretchen and I both saw. I was about to say, I like Bad Flower. Yeah, they have a good sound. Knocked Loose, who had a great album come out this not too not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're heavier music for sure, hardcore style, but they're great. Anti-flag, that true punk rock, you know, fight the system. I got to see them in 2017. They were fun. They've been around for a while. Like a Storm, which is our New Zealander Kiwi music. Mm-hmm. They're the didgeridoo rock. Right. They bring out the didgeridoo. Parlor Mob, Jelly Roll, Red Cross, Dirty Honey, which we saw at Rockville. They have that I old, really liked them. They have that 70s vibe of music. I think they are going on tour with Guns N' Roses. Oh, interesting. I think that's a good fit, if you think yeah. about it. Yeah, that's awesome, too. Talk about a good gig. Sheesh. I'm not kidding. Uh, Junk Bunny and Dead, the return of Dead, who had their big come like debut in 2017 that really shook things up on Octane and the tours and stuff. They're making their big comeback this year for hopefully album number two. They're nice. awesome guys, also. They're that like new metal style, like blast from the past. So, like, they do the new metal stuff and they do it really well. Gotcha. And finally, on Sunday, we have one of Gretchen's favorite bands, The Sturge. Yay! I'm yep. so <laughs> uh, we saw them at uh we saw them at Sonic Temple in a very stripped down visual presentation. Oh, yeah. Hopefully because they have their pyro. I imagine they will. I think that that was at Sonic Temple, there was an accident with Gojira where they, I think they had to take down the pyro because it was so windy because someone got lit on fire. Literally. Literally immolated. So uh, I think that's mm-hmm. why they had to like really play it more safe the rest of that day, which is understandable for that Saturday. But yeah, yeah. I'm willing to bet Disturb is gonna be there. Also, Rob Zombie, who always puts on a spectacle of a show. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's still a little bit daylight when he's there because I want to shoot Rob Zombie if I get approved. It's because like the more daylight for his show, the better. Oh, okay. I love Rob Zombie because he has so much going on, the lights, the spectacle. I've I've seen Rob Zombie once a year, every year for like since I've been shooting or since 2014. Wow. Yeah, I love I love it. Yeah, I have a few bands like that too. Corn was like that, except for last year. I didn't get to see him, but mm-hmm. still. Um, Marilyn Manson. I'd never seen Marilyn Manson live. Like, if mm-hmm. I met at a festival, I just never got around to see him or I was busy doing something else. Yeah, I'll be interested to see yeah. how that goes. Right. Breaking Benjamin. Yay. We both saw him. Also, like, if whether you're for it against Breaking Benjamin, he puts on a good live show. And this current tour he's doing, he's really working it. Like, he's coming yeah. out more in the lights. He's so actually much better. Yeah, he's coming out, like, in the spotlight. He's actually singing with the crowds. He's getting in with the audience. Something has clicked finally with him where he's being more, uh, not extroverted. He's being more social and more presentable with the crowd well, and on his on stage. I was so. going to say, he's, like, forming a connection with the crowd. Like, my yes. mom and I even that when we saw him or saw them a few weeks ago um is just a huge difference from when we first saw them in right. 2017 yeah and when oh, i saw him yeah. in 2015 when i saw him in 2015 he was like about at least 30 pounds heavier 
and you could tell he did not want to be seen. He's is in great shape. You could tell he's having fun. He's you could tell he's having a good time. I don't know if they're working on new music or not, but again, Breaking Benjamin, Three Days Grace, Some Forty One, which I love. Their new album is fantastic. If you haven't heard that yet, I'm gonna post a link for that too. I need to write down all the links. Oh man, I'm gonna run out of so many. But I'll just listen to this and then do it while I'm there. Some 41 is so good. There's so much fun live, too. In this moment, which was announced, we both, Gretchen and I both like in this moment, especially their live show. It's a spectacle. So we're definitely going to check that out. And then the last of the highlighted bands before we get to the that will not be there is D. Antward. (laughs) See, I, as a joke, not like Andrew W.K., I Gretchen, hey, this is one of the bands that's going to be at Louder Than Life. This was a month ago. And I sent her the link to I Think You Freaky <laughs> with no context. I didn't pre like I didn't hype it up or explain it at all. I just said, these are the people that are gonna be louder than life. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Richard, and what did you say after you got done watching it? <laughs> I don't even remember. I was so kind of disgusted. <laughs> You got to understand, if you've never seen the music video for D'Antward, it's intense. It's disgusting. It's intense and gross. Let's put it yes. that way. It's intentionally gross. However, um, they will not be there after some information has surfaced from Ninja back in 2012 about how some pretty messed up stuff he was doing. Mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that. And also, yeah. to put it this way, 2012, 2013, that's when D'Antward was on fire. At their biggest, making all the noise, playing on Letterman. They were they turned down a tour with Lady Gaga. Which was, I just don't, uh, what? You know, all this stuff. <laughs> so for that to him to be, you know they're already a little bit off in place. Yeah. But for them to be doing that and get caught now, this could be, I don't want to say the word's done, but they're definitely hurting pretty bad right now. Yep. So outside of that, the other band's playing on Sunday. Deadland Ritual, which I am not familiar with. White Reaper, which I'm not familiar with. Demon Hunter, which I am familiar with. Horror, which is like another one of the hip-hop artists. They've done actually, he's actually done some work with Corey Taylor, if I'm correct. I could oh, be wrong. That's about how that's that. pronounced. Yeah. H O nine nine oh nine. Yeah, horror. Um, or I don't know if he's worked with Corey Taylor, but like I know they know each other. Angel Dust, which I have heard of. They're a fun band. Sick Puppies, who I enjoy. Australian band coming back, making their return. Mm-hmm. Amigo the Devil, which we met in Sonic Temple. He was an awesomely nice guy. He's a really fun. fun folk singer, yeah. Fire from the Gods, who are making their return for the next album. They're great sounding. Their vocalist is so good. And Broken Hands, Anemic Royal- Royalty, and more. I don't know either of those two. So that is the lineup for Louder Than Life. And I'm excited. I am too. Yeah, this is, there are some outliers, but at the same time, this is a solid festival performance and lineup. All three days, there's stuff to take out of it. Even Saturday, which is like the hodgepodge mess. However, there's still a lot of good stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So totally worth it. Um, Saturday and Sunday are beasts, so that'll be a lot of fun. If you're going to Louder Than Life, leave a comment let us know. Also, if you're not, like I'll post a picture on GetRock.net with this video feed. Uh, would like to listen to it so you can check out the bands. Which bands would you want to see at a festival setting? Like, which ones would you be most excited to see? So, with that, I think that should be all for this week because we actually covered quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Again, I would just like to uh, ask everyone please check out Gretchen's channel. She, again, has a big aficionado on tattoo and piercing culture. She talks about her own piercings, gives demonstrations, talks about sizes and information, as well as just shows them off. She talks about tattoo care. 
everything you can imagine, plus a whole lot of other stuff. And you can check out her channel and the YouTube card and in the video description below. Gretchen, is there anything you'd like to say to anyone listening? Uh... Awesome. Thanks, baby. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you guys again. Please subscribe and tell your friends to subscribe to the podcast that rocked. I can't monetize these podcasts on YouTube until I get to 1,000. Right now, I'm just over 700, so I'm getting there. Please tell your friends to click that button. It helps me out a ton, more than you know, because the more revenues for income just for like subscribing, things like this, the more I could, the closer I get to putting in more effort into Rocked. So thank you guys for sticking with, sticking with us. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you guys next week, hopefully. And Gretchen, anything else you want to say? Oh my God, stop putting me on the spot. Perfect. Love it. <laughs> <laughs>